welcome to another episode of To Speak Geek, coming to you from, well, I, I, I guess we can't really call it hell anymore. The fires have been pretty pretty well contained, and we're just breathing in thick, smoky, ashy air every day now, aren't we? I love it, man. I woke up this morning, I was like, ah, it's a crisp fall day, and it's cool outside, and there's a, there's a nice fog rolling through, and I rolled outside, and I took in a deep breath, and I coughed up a lung because, no, it's just smoke, and it's fucking disgusting outside. At least it's not hot anymore. I mean, we went through another heat wave the other day, and it hit, what, like 111 here last weekend? Yes, 111 in the Bay Area and 118 in Death Valley. So we were only 7 degrees cooler than Death Valley. Jeez. But climate change isn't uh, real. It's been nice and cool. Yeah, it's fucking 62 outside. But here's what sucks about this, though, is that... (laughs) Is that like, it's actually, it should be 85, 86 today, but since the smoke cover is so thick, we're going to get to about 70, 72 today, and and it's not Which just I, the... I'm not complaining about. No, me neither. <laughs> Fuck, I'll take that all day, man. But um, what's yep. crazy is like Seattle, Oregon, all the way, the, the entire West Coast has basically had the worst air quality in the world for the past couple days. And yeah, I saw that. It's, it is brutal, and you don't realize it because you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm just going to go outside or I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to keep working out in the garage, but you're breathing it in. And um, the other day I was in the garage and I was just working out and my mouth tasted like I just had chalk dust in it. And I was like, ugh. This is gross, and is your brain and ash, and it sucks, man. It's fucking one thing after another, dude. For those of you that don't live in California, Google uh, September 9th Bay Area skies, because Wednesday we woke up here in the Bay Area, or I would say most of California. Yeah, all of us woke up, and the skies were like deep orange, blood red <laughs> was- for pretty much the bulk of the day. It was one of the freakiest things I've ever seen. Now, granted, the air quality that day was actually pretty clean. Yep. Because, you know, everything was trapped above the fog layer. But, you know, tell me it wasn't apocalyptic waking up at, like, 7 in the morning and you looking up and the skies were fucking red like you were on Mars. Dude, shit looked like fucking season two of Stranger Things, man. Like, I was just I was just waiting for the big yes. fucking beast to come out. It was it was gnarly. And what's, what was crazy is about 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning, the sky started changing colors because I woke up and outside was, like, a dark, bright orange. It was fucking weird, man. But... Yeah, man, it, it the and everybody's mood was affected by it. It's fucking weird. It was my whole my entire day was just you know I knew nothing. I, I mean I knew the science behind it, so there was nothing to worry about. But there was just something unnerving about looking outside and everything was red. Yeah, dude, it, it's 2020, man. I don't know what else is gonna happen. I'm excited for the rest of the year. At this point, I'm I'm just strapped in and holding on. I mean, it's a <laughs> man. I don't know, dude. That shit was crazy. These fires oh, and speaking, stuff. Speaking of the red skies, I went into the office and I was talking to, uh, I forgot our new receptionist's name, but I was talking to her and Luke. And they it just, it was a weird feeling in the office that day because everyone was just kind of quiet and just glancing outside a lot. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. And dude. Um, I, was, I was like, man, it's depressing in here, so I need, to, I need to drop a funny. So I walk up to Luke and I go, hey, remember this? In Independence Day, before the aliens came out, this is what the sky looked like. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and no one fucking laughed. I laughed just now. That's funny. People suck. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. No, it is creepy, right, man. I was, I, was, I was waiting for Randy Craig to show up with a crop duster and, you know, just go to town and save yep. the world, man. It's, it's, yeah. But Google it, man. September 9th, Bay Area skies. It's, it's bananas. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, our first order of news today, uh, we are recording three weeks after our last episode, so we have a lot of stuff to catch up on. 
but our first order of news, one of the most shocking... Mean, a few episodes ago, I was like, oh man, it was really shocking that Grant Imahara passed away randomly from a brain aneurysm. Yep. I, you know, didn't... didn't I mean, he, Grant Imahara was one of those guys that always looks 23. Yeah. You know, and you just, you just never expect anything like that from someone so young. And fast forward, and all of a sudden, I get the news a couple of weeks ago, randomly, the fucking Black Panther died. Chadwick Boseman had apparently been fighting colon cancer for four fucking years, and no one no one knew. No, and, and when you think about that, you go back and you look at fucking, uh, like, Avengers. He was filming that stuff when he was battling with it, and when he did... Um, uh, 21 Bridges, I think, is another one that he did, and uh, The Five Bloods. Like, he was battling stage four colon cancer, and, and and it was just tragic. I remember I texted you as soon as I heard it, and, like, when I read the name, I just, I couldn't picture it actually being Black Panther. It just, it took me back, and I, I was like, oh, no fucking way, and, um couple days yeah. after I put on I was watching Black Panther two or three days ago and um I dude the part where he lays down and they give him the Black Panther powers and he goes to the plane and he sees his dad I started crying again because I'm just like man it, it was just it's just emotional because Chadwick Boseman was just not just as Black Panther but he was great as James Brown he was great as Jackie Robinson I mean Harrison Ford came out and said he, he was he was an actor he was great at what he did and it's just it's not just yeah. a tragic loss for for the black community to lose such a great, just standing actor who gave a lot of the black community somebody they felt they could look up to with with Black Panther. You know, it, that was their superhero and that was their actor and just somebody who, to me, tied the Avengers together and was just such a good actor and such a well placed person who could play James Brown and fucking Jackie Robinson. And he could play Prince T'Challa, so it's just a huge loss for everybody across just the entertainment world and to his family, and it just sucks, man. The dude was just—he just seemed like a good guy. I mean, uh, black or white or Asian or Hispanic or whatever, the dude was—he seemed like a kind person. He was well spoken. He carried himself with class. I mean, race aside, you need more people like that, anyways, in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at all the shit that's happening in Hollywood. Look, look at everything with, like, I don't know, just going back the last two or three years, the shit with Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer and all that. I mean, you have that seedy, disgusting side of Hollywood. And then you have someone that carries himself, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like a fucking king. Yep. I was just, and he did, it, he did it so well, too. And you can go and look at... um. Uh, you can find him on YouTube. I think it was either with Jimmy Kimmel or uh, Jimmy Fallon or somebody, but he was surprising fans. P- fans were coming in talking about Black Panther. Oh, uh, that was Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Too. That was Jimmy Fallon. I remember because that one lady, that one lady was like, oh, my God, Chadwick. Oh, hey, Jimmy. Oh, my God, Chadwick. Right, dude. And it was it was crazy. And, and you're, <laughs> it was, dude, it was so fucking funny. And when you sit there and you look at Chad, Chadwick Boseman, Every single person reacted to him, not like Chadwick Boseman, but like they were meeting Black Panther. Like they were meeting King yeah. T'Challa. And King he, T'Challa. Right. And he yep. always embodied that when he met fans because he knew just what that character meant to people. And yeah. you don't see a lot of people like that. You see a lot of actors who play a character. And they don't give a shit anymore. Oh, I'm not that. You, you know what I mean? So like he just understood that. Yeah. And I think that was just a connection that he had with fans. That, that make it really hard. Like you said, he was just a good fucking dude, and that's what sucks when you see a good person go out like this. And Harvey Weinstein still rolling around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. One of my favorite memories of Chadwick Boseman was, uh, you know, on um, Jimmy Kimmel, they had that celebrities reading mean tweets yeah. segment. 
there was one, it was the Avengers edition, and the tweet that Chadwick had to read was, quote, how did the coolest black guy on the planet end up with a white bread name like Chadwick? <laughs> That's fucking and funny. as he was reading it, he just loses it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That's funny. I like that. Oh man! That's and then great. there was one where some chick wrote like some thirsty ass tweet about Mbaku being thick. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny too. <laughs> do people oh, wild man. out on? Do people go wild on Twitter when they, when they're when they're fucking trying to get at celebrities, man? And when you see some of these celebrity mean tweets, dude, it's fucking hilarious, man. Like somebody took the time out of their day to say some of this shit, man. It's it's great. There was one they'll never forget, and it said, I would rather listen to my toothless grandfather gum my toothless grandfather gum and nectarine than listen to another Florida Georgia line song. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> I don't even, I couldn't tell you what a Florida Georgia line is, what they look like. I don't know. If I heard their song maybe like I know that, but just because of that tweet alone, I won't listen to their music, and that's the funniest shit I've heard, man. Because I'm like, that's fu- your music is that bad. That's I only funny. know of them. <laughs> I only know of them because didn't they show up at like a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam one year? I don't know, man. I can't even picture them. Like to me, Florida Georgia Line and the Chainsmokers and all those people—they're all the same person to me. They're all just one person. Which they is, might very well be. Yeah, which is probably not true. And people are gonna get mad at me, but I don't give a fuck. I don't know who they are. I'm sorry. Hey, look, if white people are going to look at people of color and be like, you all look the same, then we can do it back. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. All, they all There you go. There you go. I didn't even think about it that way. I'm just like, they all just make the same shitty white bread music. But yeah, there you go. They all look the same, too. We will fight fire with fire, damn it. Damn straight. Oh, that's funny. Oh, let's move on. So, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. It's, it's uh, I don't really even know what to say about it. It's, it's a huge loss. Um, I don't really know... What the Black Panther franchise is gonna do moving forward? Shuri. Now, one of the popular theories is they're gonna follow the comic storyline where Shuri becomes yep. the new Black Panther, which would be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I think they. But they what do you think? Do Do you think they're just gonna recast him, or are they gonna go the Shuri route? I would go the Shuri route because first of all, you're not gonna be able to replace a screen presence this early or this or this yeah. way right now with Chadwick Boseman. You're gonna, you're looking at a couple years. Um, to do that. So what I would do is I would take Shuri, I would make her Black Panther cast the same actress because look at how badass she was in Black Panther. Yeah, she was awesome. In Avengers. Like, I mean, she was just really good and her character presence was great and it almost seems like they... it almost seemed like to me, if you look back, that that was the plan they were setting it up with her to take it over. Because, you know, Chadwick yeah. had to have known he was sick when they were filming and it's almost like, you know, you know what I mean? I know that kind of sounds morbid as and I have no yeah. idea, but if you're planning for a franchise, you build that character who everybody loved. Everybody loved Shuri because she was fucking awesome. She's the smartest and most badass character in all of the comics, but people just don't realize it because she's overlooked. So I think she'd be a great fit, um, and Disney should bring it in with a Disney Plus show. Launch it out, give it eight episodes, put her cast, build her up, and fucking go to town with it. I am on board. Yeah, they may very well do that. I mean, I, we'll have to find out. I mean, that character was so popular. It's it's, it's going to continue. Just in what form, we don't know yet. Yep. So, uh, let's move on here on uh, Variety.com. There's news. That, I remember just a couple weeks ago we were talking about we were talking about a uh, I think it was a live action into the Spider Verse yep. type thing, and we were talking about you know having a team of having a team of girls with uh, Spider Gwen, Silk, mm-hmm. and Spider Woman, and blah blah blah, and all that. 
Well, it's now announced that uh, that there will be a Marvel TV series based on Silk, uh, Cindy Moon. Now, here's the thing. It's not going to be a Marvel series in the same vein of like an MCU-related series on Disney+. Plus. It's not going to be related in any way to, you know, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. WandaVision, Hawkeye, any of that. Um, Sony owns the rights to all the spider people, so they're going to be doing their own, I guess, they're going to try to grow their own Spider-Verse, which, you know, now is the time, I guess, with the popularity of Into the Spider-Verse. And I heard somewhere, and, and I'm looking through the article right now, uh, it's not confirmed, but I believe it said that Amazon is in talks of acquiring, is in talks uh, to acquire a project, so it'll be a prime show. Yeah, well, they also got, um, so, I'm actually, they got Phil Lord and Chris Miller, too, who would be executive producing, which is exactly, pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Now, how familiar are you with Silk, the character? Uh, not so much. I just know she's like a, isn't she like a Korean-American version of Spider-Girl, kind of? Spider, yeah, basically. And now the story behind it is they, they kind of had to retcon the, um, they had to retcon the history of Spider-Man a little bit. So in the comics, the story is at the same time Peter Parker was bitten by the spider, that spider, before it died, also bit Cindy Moon. She was a classmate of Peter's. Oh. But nobody knew about it. Be- nobody knew about it because throughout a series of events, when Cindy got her powers and everything like that, uh, through a series of events, she was actually l- captured by a villain and locked away for like I don't know, like five years or something like that. And the Silk uh, solo series starts off with her finally breaking out, realizing what had happened, and the world finds out that there was a second person bitten. And the funny thing about this, and this only really works in the show if Peter is in any way in the show, Yeah. but in the comics because they were bitten by the same spider... Anytime they're near each other, they give off like some weird pheromone where they basically can't control themselves and have to fuck. <laughs> oh man, oh man! You know, I'm, I'm and I'm, it became I'm, such a huge problem that Silk was like, you know what? We can't both be in New York. See ya, <laughs> dude. When you're sitting there and you're talking about this, I'm like, man, this is a great story. And then as you're talking, I swear to him, like somebody probably has this fucked up where there's a way where she's fucking. Peter and there's webs or something involved and you start saying pheromones I was like get the fuck out of here really come on yeah you know what her first costume when she breaks out of the vault is basically because she breaks out completely naked her first costume is basically she just webbed herself up and made like a you know made like web underwear and ran around like that and then she ended up making an actual suit like the one you see where it's like the black and red what you you know what you could do though if you just want to avoid the whole freaky you know hey this is a teenage kid who got bit by a spider-man running around in underwear kind of thing you could just place it over in san francisco like they did with venom avoid the whole spider-man thing in general and then you just build it off of there because there's really not a lot of cool stuff placed in frisco and i did like the way they did venom in san francisco because they avoided the whole spider-man aspect of it so it was its own set alone thing so that would be smart plus there's not a lot of cool things filmed out in frisco like you know not filmed but centered in frisco so that'd be cool like the rock (laughs) yeah i'm well first of all you better not be talking shit about the rock because that is probably that's one of my favorite movies thank you yes I'll try my best. <laughs> Losers try their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom <laughs> queen. Fuck out of here, man. That's one of the best movies ever. Sean Connery with long, grungy hair and Nicolas Cage. and Yo. Oh, man. Ed Hair. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. 
Uh, I'm sorry, John C. Um, Ryan. So the, oh, yeah. the question here. Sorry, what was that? No, no, go on. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about The Rock for about another 45 minutes. So please oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. guide this on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the question here is: Sony's Spider property is kind of a fucking mess right now. They, yes. they own the rights to Tom Holland's MCU version of Spider-Man, but because of the deal they have with Disney or Marvel or you know Disney and Marvel, they can't. I don't think they can use their or I should say I don't think they can use Tom Holland in their own. I guess we'll call it a Venom verse. Yeah, they can't use Tom Holland in those movies, I believe. And they're, they they had Venom, and now they're doing Morbius, which theoretically is supposed to take place in a shared universe. Oh yeah, Mor- and I then you have Into the Spider Verse animated, and now you're having a live action Silk show. I mean, where does that fucking tie into everything, or does it tie in at all? Maybe well, it's just a standalone. It could be just a standalone, but uh, I forgot all about Morbius, to be honest with you. So that is something that has not piqued my interest. I re- I, when you said it, I kind of remember the trailer and Jared Leto looking badass and whatever else it is, but I don't know much about it. Um, I do know that I Me like... Either, to be honest. I, yeah, so I, I, I hope it's good. But I hope we find out more about it, but um, I like what Sony did with Ve- uh, Venom. I enjoyed Venom. Venom was great for what it was. It was an action blockbuster. There wasn't a lot with it. Tom Hardy was great. The graphics were great. The story was great. I liked it. I don't care what anybody else thought. I dug it. So, you could... Yeah, I think people went into it expecting the English patient or something. It it ended up being exactly what it was supposed to be. A popcorn flick. It was, and I dug it, man. I saw it in theaters. I own it. I've watched it multiple times. It's just, it's just good, and it's distanced itself enough from Spider-Man and the whole MCU universe that it's a great standalone, but it's good enough where you could put Tom Hardy and have him show up in this Silk show and have a, this, this, this long contrasting arc of, of Silk going after Venom and, and then you could include Morbius in this and make it into a movie eventually, or you can have Morbius be, Morbius be a standalone and just kind of build a Venom Silk universe. I mean, there's options to do here. It'd be best to keep Tom Holland over with Disney just because I think Spider-Man is very much a Disney uh, it's a great Disney property because of the colors and the characters yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's just what I would do. But I mean, I'm just kind of ranting and raving. What do you think? <laughs> I don't well, I think they the Tom Holland movies already have a Cindy Moon in there. She's not Silk yet, but she is Cindy Moon. So that's not a problem per se. I mean, there's plenty of properties where you have the same character in multiple places. You yeah. know, like fucking Kingpin, for instance. Yeah. Um. I'm just curious because Sony does own the rights to the Tom Holland Spider uh, Spider-Man uh, property, I guess you could call it. So I don't really know what they're going to do with that, but you know, it is what it is. I think um, I think it's going to be loosely set in the Venomverse, but in the same sense that Daredevil and Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist are loosely set in the MCU. Like it'll be referenced ever so slightly, but for the most part, have nothing to do with it. <laughs> Well, that's what they did in Venom. They just kind of they 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 just glanced over Spider-Man at the beginning. Oh, you know the New York incident. Yeah. So I think it'll be the same sort of thing. I I hope so. Um, what I what I like that Sony has done with their universes so far is that they've made them standalone enough where you don't have to pigeonhole yourself or back yourself into a corner where you're trying to have these 17-year story arcs. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so exactly. Uh, so hopefully they kind of continue to do that because you know, like, like, like we said, like with the Venom and you know, with their stuff and their Morbius and things. So I like that kind of the same thing that DC does. Like Shazam stands alone, doesn't have anything to do with the Justice League right now, and so does uh, like Black Adam and all that kind of stuff. So when you think about it. If Sony plays it right with what they have, they could set up their universe in a right way to not have a yes. universe, but have a universe and start it off right. Now you brought up Black Adam. Let's let's move on to that piece of news. Actually, now the Rock. Let me open up this article here. Now I read the notes and try the to Rock plan ahead a, a little bit. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, had my sound up by accident and I didn't know. It's okay. <clears throat> Uh, so the Rock had mentioned, uh, was it on Twitter or was it a, uh, was it just an interview? I, I found it, it on through Variety. Am I, am I wrong? Right? Yeah, it was through Variety. It was a Variety article. Right okay. So basically, he's talking about how Black Adam will change the DC universe, and you know, because Black Adam is such a powerful character, he can actually, he, him and Shazam, I guess, both together with their power set and everything like that could actually give characters like Superman a run for their money. Um, an example of that is, have you are you familiar with the Kingdom Come miniseries? Negative, Ghost Rider. So, Kingdom Come, I'm going to try not to go too deep in the weeds here and drag this out forever. Kingdom Come is a uh, is about a, a future in the DC Universe where Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman basically all retired because a new crop of young superheroes showed up and they were a lot more violent and they murdered and the public ended up siding with them because they ended up showing up and going like, fuck this, and they killed Joker. Oh. And they killed all these supervillains and everybody's like, oh, this works out way better than Batman taking Joker to jail every six months and him breaking out. So they ended up siding with these new heroes and the original Justice League was like, well, I guess we're not needed anymore, so we'll retire. <clears throat> so. Okay. What ends up happening is the um, the new crop of heroes becomes so violent and so fascist that the Justice League has to come out of or out of retirement and kind of restore order again, and it ends up in this huge superhero versus superhero, you know, civil war times one million type war. Um, at the very end of Kingdom Come, and it's like a thirty year old comic, so I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. Um. Shazam comes back because he's been missing through the entire miniseries. It was like six or seven issues. Shazam comes back and basically hands Superman's ass to him. He's like the only one that can stop Superman. And it turns out he was being mind controlled. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of Superman. So that stuck out to me when The Rock made these comments about Black Adam because Black Adam and Shazam basically share the same power set. And with Black Adam being, you know, an anti-hero slash villain... I mean, Superman's not the most powerful character in the DC movie universe anymore. Once Black Adam shows up, there's two of them, basically. Right. Yeah, because Black Adam, from everything that I've gotten from him, is the most powerful in the DC over Superman, correct? In some ways, yes. yes. I mean, you know you know how DC is with their different universes. But yeah, he's as powerful, if not more. <clears throat> okay. Huh. Excuse me. I'm excited, dude. I, I, so, I, so, so... So basically, if you have Shazam, and I know that, I know that the Zachary Levi as Shazam was worried that he wasn't going to get the role because Rock was playing back at him. He didn't think he can keep up with it, and and I think that with the Rock and Shazam, I think you have two. The, uh, sorry, 
they keep calling Black Adam the Rock. I'll never be able to stop doing that. Black Adam and Shazam. I think you have two of these like super strong characters where you have Shazam who doesn't quite know how strong he is yet, or at least what we've seen in the movies. Like he's still learning the process of exactly. it. Exactly. And then you have Black Shazam Adam year one. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Black Adam who knows he's this all powerful god being that we've seen from the what we saw from DC fandom. So what I'm I'm it could be a very, very interesting movie where Shazam and Black Adam go up at it and their fight leads to Superman coming in like I can in my head I can see the good banter and conversation and and everything going back and forth between you know Black Adam Shazam and Superman so I'm pretty stoked about it dude do you think Shazam shows up in any capacity whether it's a mid-credit sequence or whatever in the Black Adam movie yes they have to right he's they're they're tied at the hip. Those two characters. They're gonna have to. And 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 Shazam was such a. I liked Shazam. I thought it was a great DC movie. As far as I'm concerned, oh, fantastic. That was one of the better ones they've put out. It was just fucking great. Yeah. And I think that seeing the reception they got from that, seeing the the fandom that Zachary Levi has as Shazam, because he built that character. He was great. Like with what he did. So he was. He really was. And you know they got Shazam two coming. They're not saying anything about it. They were kind of very quiet and coy on it at DC fandom. Um. So to me, it would make sense to bring Zachary Levi in there because again. Shazam and Black Adam aren't these huge talked about, you know, oh my god, what's Batman and Joker going to do? They're just characters people know. Black Adam is now popular because The Rock is playing Black Adam. If it wasn't The Rock, would we be really giving a shit about it, to be honest with you? No. Exactly. Yeah, so... I I agree with you. Um, It'll end up being like a B character, like when Doctor Strange first launched and no one knew who he was, and all of a sudden, because the movie was so well made and the character was so well acted... Yeah. He becomes beloved. Or one better. It would have been like that. Well, nobody gave a shit about Iron Man until Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean... I, I don't want to get on my soapbox again because I've already done it an yeah, episode we already or two have, ago. But let, let's not do that, but that's where we are. So, and that's I'm where, just going to leave it at that. Yeah, and I, Well, I think that when you look at the power, strength, <laughs> history of Black Adam, you have someone as charismatic who looks like a fucking real-life superhero, The Rock, coming in to play this character and bringing his... Yeah, he looks like a fucking god. He does. And and, and to bring in the star power that, that he's going to have, I think that DC is putting a lot behind Black Adam to eventually build towards a Black Adam v. Superman. Um, I think that Shazam will have something to do there. It looks like The Rock is trying to build his... um. Uh, oh my god, now I can't think of the fucking name of it! Um, his group, not the what? Justice League, but the, the group... The, the the Black Adam. It's, he was saying not the Justice League, but the S- Justice Society. Oh, 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 the Justice Society. The, yes. So I think that you spend the movies the building that up, and then also Shazam is Fury of the Gods. So it would lead me to believe yep. that we're going to see Black Adam in a crossover and a big build to the Justice Society of America with the Justice League. Uh, I think that we're going to be in for some pretty dope shit over the next five or six years. Yeah, DC has definitely learned their lesson, and they've course-corrected, starting with Shazam and Aquaman. Well, theoretically, starting with Wonder Woman. <clears throat> oh, my and, God, Wonder um, Woman's so good. I-, I have nothing but hope for the DC universe moving forward in terms of the movies. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's, um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, right now... Looking at what DC has planned, I have no idea what their plans are, and I like that. Right, and and that's what's so cool is that we're sitting here and we don't know, and 
DC is smart for that because they're not pigeonholing themselves into a corner by saying, oh, we're going to drop all this and this and, and go up against Avengers. And right now, Marvel yeah. doesn't have a lot going. So DC can, you know, Marvel's trying to build their their smaller universes on Disney Plus and stuff. So, you know, DC yeah. can take their time, not try to rush anything and put out decent standalone films that build up to something. Plus that initial head to head, it's over. I mean, even if Marvel were still pumping out a movie or two per year, Marvel's done what they've done. They they did Endgame. It's the biggest selling movie of all time. You know, yeah, they, it's done. Right. DC, basically exactly what they're doing now. DC should just do what they're doing. Take a step back, take a breath, reboot, so to speak, and yep. just do their own thing. Follow their own path. Don't worry about Marvel. Marvel's in a whole new stratosphere right now. Yeah, and just let Marvel be Marvel. You don't have to compete. Yeah. Not everything has to be a competition. There's a reason, and we'll talk about this when we get into the video game section, but there's a reason that mm-hmm. competition is good and healthy and you need what you need. And there's also a reason not to compete and just do your own thing. And I think that DC yeah. is realizing we're, we can do our own thing and do it well. I mean, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, yeah. fucking Shazam. They have Batman. Like, yeah, let's figure it out. Uh, let's move on uh, here. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we don't know a whole bunch about it right <laughs> now. But um, I only want to bring this up because of the uh, older movies with Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Um, but uh, Netflix's Resident Evil series that we knew was coming, basically um, we got some details about it. Now, I have to ask you, as someone who loves horror movies, both of us like you, you yes. more than me. You love horror movies a lot more than me. But yes. as someone who likes horror movies and video games... What do you think of those Resident Evil movies with Mila Jovovich? I think the fact that they... I, I didn't like them. Uh, they were what they were. Um, they're, they're, they're the best movie video game adaptations. Um, but they also came they out the Resident top. Evil, though. They, they weren't. They, they were more of these action-packed flips, graphics, yeah. trying to be these cool movies. So they weren't horror movies that took away from what the games were, and then I felt the games tried to be more like the movies, and they kind of lost the whole horror aspect of the slow, yeah. no music, very methodical, low weapons, low light, suspense, building slow burn with... Mila Jovovich doing backflips and kicks and ripping heads off and really shitty computer graphic demons. Here's the thing. As soon as I calmed myself down <laughs> and and told myself, you know what? You can't treat this as a Resident Evil game adaptation because it's anything but. Yeah. As soon as I pushed that out of my mind and just looked at them as whatever they were, not tied to the game universe, then they were fine. They weren't great. They weren't bad. They just were. I can't believe they pumped out so many of them. Well, but they and that, just were. Well, that's what I'm for video game adaptation movies, quote unquote. Um, these are the better of them, or probably the best. Like uh, you know, um, because that and Sonic. Right. Oh God, God, God! Sonic was good. Oh, I like Sonic. It was, man. wasn't it? Oh man, dude! I I went into that movie in theaters, took the kids, didn't expect much from it, thought it would be what it was, and Same. Man, I had such a good time. Jim Carrey was phenomenal. James Marsden, James Marsden, yeah, yeah, he was fucking great in the movie. Um, the visual effects were great. It was a perfect kids movie, man. I dug it, was it so, so much. much fun seeing was. Jim Carrey ham it up again. Oh, I know, and I was so worried that he was going to be dog shit in the movie or just, like, phoning it in, but, dude, I can't wait for the sequel, man. I am, <laughs> dude, I, I'm 
I am so excited. And it introduced Tails is going to be in it. Yes, and to me, this was a great introduction for a newer generation into Jim Carrey and what he can do. Like, oh uh, yes, uh, dude, it was it was yep. it was so good, man. And so, uh, and Resident Evil is not. So you know that there's a there's seed look, and now I'm just sad because we're talking about something that's shitty. Um, but no, I don't like well, the fact that Resident not, Evil is horror. They need to do something more. That's not entirely true because this Netflix show actually sounds pretty promising. Let me read to you uh, what we have here. It's going to be eight episodes in the first season. It's going to be a Netflix exclusive show, and if anything, we know that Netflix properties, for the most part, are really really high quality. I mean, just look at fucking Stranger Things, you know. Yes, look well, at the Tiger, Tiger King. <laughs> well, yes, and 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 what what I'm what's really cool about this too, if you Netflix knows how to do horror, The Haunting of Hill House was phenomenal. Yes, yes. Uh, let me read an excerpt from the press release right here, Please. which is what has me excited. Okay, so the the show is going to be split into two timelines. So we're going to have the present, and we're going to have a decade into the future. In the first timeline, the present, it's going to follow fourteen year old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker. There's that name, Wesker. Yeah. As they move to uh, New Raccoon City. It's a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. But the more they spend time there, the more they come to realize that the town is more than it seems and their father might be concealing dark secrets. Or secrets. I can't believe I said secrets. I, I like that. I like the um, way you said it, secrets. The, it, it was like, marriage. <laughs> um, The second timeline is well over a decade in the future and there are less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters, people and animals infected with the T-virus. Jade, who is now 30, struggles to survive in this new world while secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. Now, based off of that, I really, really like the approach they're taking. They're not going to do, you know, a show based off of Claire or Chris Redfield or Ada Wong or any of those characters. I like that they're taking the universe of Resident Evil and doing a new story and new characters set in that universe. Yeah, and what's it's really when you're reading it, I just uh, listening. It just sounds fucking awesome because you're able to tell these two stories. Like in my head, before I read this, I was thinking of it like, okay, we're gonna have this long, slow burn over eight episodes of them trying to get out of the jail. Then the next season will be them in the cell or whatever it is. But I like this yeah. because you can have a slow burn and. You can do a good build, and Netflix has shown that they are really good at doing this because this is almost exactly what they did with The Haunting of Hill House. They showed all these stories when these yeah. people were kids, flash forward 10, 15 years, and how they're dealing with it and all that kind of stuff. So this, I mean, I, I, this is exactly The Haunting of Hill House. They just put it in a raccoon city, and I think that it's going to be very well done. I'm kind of excited for this, and I'm also a little scared because this pretty much sounds like 2020 and 2030. So... We're going to see what happens. <laughs> That's the same reason why I can't, I still can't to this day sit down and play The Division 2. I mean, it's just a little, it's a little too realistic. Well, I mean, I'm just hoping that they do it right. Um, I don't want to see something that's, that's, I want, I don't know, man, I don't know. I, I, let's just see what happens. I'm excited. I'm just hoping this isn't going to be like Netflix's version of The Walking Dead. No, I, I, I you know what? I don't think it will be because I believe the uh, showrunner for Supernatural is, um, yeah, Andrew Dabb from Supernatural. He'll be acting as yeah, the showrunner, head writer, and executive producer. But, so, Bra I mean, but Bronwyn, is Bronwyn Hughes, uh, who's directing and executive producing the first two episodes, he was the guy from The Walking Dead. 
well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hey, man, you know I what? I have nothing against... Huh. No, I was, I was going to say, I have nothing against uh, The Walking Dead. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it went on five seasons too long, I think. Yeah. Well, but, I, I mean, uh, as a concept and the first few, the first handful of seasons, I'd say the first four to five seasons, let's say... It was a fantastic fucking show, but the problem was when you tr- when you base it off of a comic and you're waiting for the comic to release their issues yeah. so you can do your thing, and then you start to deviate, then come back, then deviate again, everything becomes a huge clusterfuck. Yeah, and I felt like they, they didn't know what speed to make the show because there were so many main characters who would be killed off or mm-hmm. who would... Or, 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 it's so fast, and then you're like, oh, shit, but then you have characters you didn't care about who were there for 13 seasons. You're like, why? What? You know, so it feels like yeah. they just they didn't know what speed to film it at, but there are diehard fans who love it, but just like you said, you know, it just went on too long, and uh, I think I got through season four. I saw a little bit of Negan season, and that's it, man. I was just like, eh, whatever. It's the same shit. I was faithful up until season nine, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't dedicate myself to full seasons anymore after Lost. Like I usually quit halfway through because I just don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> like I've never. Hey, finished- let's talk about something happy then. Yes, please. Let's go. Let's talk about Bill and Ted three. We yeah! both fucking watched it. Ah! It was exactly what I wanted it to be. My kids watched it. They loved it. Dude, Let's talk is, about that. This is the movie that I needed. This is it is hands down the best Ain't that the truth. sequel movie comedy overtime that I have seen. There, there's nothing that compares to how well it was made, to how well the jokes land, to the chemistry. Everything literally from the chemistry between Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and the uh, the people playing their daughters, down to seeing Death again, down to the George, I mean the George Carlin that they had. Everything that they did was yeah, so good. Right, like I got emotional when I saw Rufus just for a second because I was like, oh my god, yep. like they just did such a well-done job, and, and it's funny because I was worried that I was going to see John Wick trying to be funny, but instead, <laughs> I just saw Keanu Reeves, and it was so well done, man. And my daughter loved, loved, loved the two characters of their daughters, and she's very much hoping that they will continue this franchise with them, too. I would, I would be if they. I think I told you this. If they continued the franchise with just their daughters, I would buy a ticket today. They were. Oh yeah. They, they played their part so well. They were so well acted. So their their mannerisms, everything. They were enough of Bill and Ted, but their own characters as well. Man, it was so cool. Yep. And Kid Cudi Station. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> My only thing was. My first viewing of it, because I've watched it like four times already. Mm-hmm. My first viewing of it, I had to keep reminding myself that Bill's daughter was not uh, was not Margot Robbie. She looks just <laughs> like a young Margot Robbie. Yeah, she it does threw me off a lot. It was it was crazy, it really dude. Threw me off. But you know, once I got over it, you know what? Yeah, I got over it. But no, they were fantastic, and that <laughs> that after credit scene was the greatest thing yes oh my god <laughs> old bill and ted rocket man oh it's so good oh man oh so, it was I just so they were just like oh that was fun that was nurse fun. 
nurse. Well, like my 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 kids haven't watched it yet. They haven't seen it yet. So like, um, I don't know if they'd want to, but I I want them to watch it. It's just so good. It's just. Yep. Man, they did such a good job. I'm just so happy with it. It was. What it was, was that phenomenal. robot's name again? Caleb something. Yeah, Caleb. I forgot what his last. Dude, he was great. Oh my god. I, he was. I can't believe fantastic. we forgot his name. He was good. <laughs> I all, know because he says it so many times. Dude, all the characters, all the writing. I like how. And you would you would text me this, and I agree with you on this. How they incorporated different uh, musicians from all different backgrounds and music yep. and color and race, and they just kind of made it this huge. Multi generational movie that was done so well. It was just it was fucking awesome because the, the I like Bill and Ted one significantly more than Bogus Journey. I think most people do. Um, Not and me. And I've told you this before, and a, a lot of people who know it. What's that? Not me. I like Bogus Journey better. You like Bogus Journey more? All right, well, I, I teach do. His own. I like Death. But, um, I like. I can't help. Bill Bill Sadler wins it for me. I like Death. Death to me, the, his whole character is what saves that movie. I have to say, Death is a fantastic character, and there's, it's hard not to absolutely love that character. <laughs> the part, the part but in Bill anybody and Ted who knows me, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 listen. I'm listening. Go, come on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> gotta be pushy. No, but anybody who knows me knows that my love of history came from Bill and Ted, the first Bill and Ted, and you know, just having all those historical characters and doing the report at the end. And I love that they brought that back, but this time with both history and music, two of my biggest loves in life. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. Like, it, it was. It's just, well, I don't know. We can sit here talk about Bill and Ted all day, man. I love Bill and Ted. I don't know what else to say. We really can. It just, it's But it's, it's, great. it's worth every penny. I, it is. Be excellent to each other. It's just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. We need that right now. We I do. Mean, seriously, it's the simplest message. Why can't we just fucking do that? Look at the right. world right now. My God. Just everybody watch Bill and Ted. That's what we should do. We should just we should just send out a million tweets across the world. We're all gonna watch Bill and Ted at this time. <laughs> and we all just sit down awesome. and watch it. Yep. All but right, let's you, move on. I think everything else is all gaming news. Yeah. Well, that's the most important stuff in the world right now. It is right now. So let's start by talking about our time with Marvel's Avengers now. We're out of the beta. The game launched. We got it three days early. Well, anybody who pre-ordered it on PlayStation got it three days early. Um, I've put a ton of time into it. You've put a ton of time into it. What do we think of the game? Uh, I love it. I, I absolutely love the game. I was playing it this morning. I haven't put in as much time as you have. I have the. You said you didn't do any of the side missions, right? Well, I blew through the campaign pretty much in one sitting just because I wanted to get... Th- because the story was so fucking good. Yes. Yes. And so I wanted that, to go through that, and uh, I wanted to have my character at a, a, a decent level for all the endgame content, no pun intended. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I finished the campaign in, like, seven hours. So I, I just got to the part, I just got Iron Man, so I just just got him unlocked, and I'm going through, um, uh, just doing his part now. And I went through and did, a, like, mm-hmm. some Hulk side mission. Dude, it is so well done. Um, I the characters to me feel like they're walking in mud sometimes when you have to walk and you can't run. So I don't like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, that was a problem I had with Red Dead Redemption too. It's like really we can't just tweak this a little bit. Um, so I feel like I need to run everywhere, which I don't like. But I love how I, I love the the voice acting, the character acting. I love how they've done with uh, with Iron Man and with Bruce Banner and with Kamala. Like I've been telling you about this, dude. It's so sick and it's so well done. Um. 
I like it. There's some. There's definitely some graphical glitches that got to be fixed, and there's a few issues they have with it. But all in all, it's one of the favorite games that I've had that I've been playing uh, recently, and it's had all my attention. It's it's a great game. So here is a short list of niggles that I have with the game. <laughs> um, I finished the campaign. I'm, I'm deep into the end game right now. I just unlocked hives. Hives Ooh. are fucking awesome. You and I have to have to do one of these. What yes. it is, is it's basically it's basically like a raid. It's five stories of uh, just waves of enemies. Ooh. <clears throat> they take about half an hour to forty five minutes to complete each one, so they're not one of those quick jump in, jump out. Yeah, that's type still levels. dope. So it, it's a lot of fun. But here, here's here's my complaints about the game. Number one. I need, need, need Crystal Dynamics to patch something in where I can move faster when I'm on the Chimera. Yes. I don't understand why I can't run, run. Not that half-ass jog thing they do. Yes. And I don't understand why I can't, why I can't jump. There should be no reason why I can't jump around while I'm on the Chimera because I don't think you've gotten to this point yet, but there's a faction vendor that's on the bottom floor of the hangar. And as you know, if you go into the hangar, there's only one path downstairs. So you have to go all the way fucking around. Yep. And then all the way across the hangar just to get to this one vendor. Yeah, because you can't jump anywhere. You can't jump anywhere. It's it's a huge pain in the ass. It's more of a quality of life thing. Yeah. It doesn't really affect the game per se. It's just when I'm running around the Chimera and I go, oh, I need to go to this vendor or, oh, I need to go back to the war table. It becomes kind of it becomes a big problem because it takes like half a minute to get there, and yeah. here I am again complaining about thirty seconds to run somewhere. But <laughs> you know, we're so spoiled. These are the quality of life things that will make the game a lot more, how shall I say, palatable. Well, you know, in the long run. Well, that that's like I said, that was my biggest problem with Red Dead Redemption too. Because once you got into these camps, yeah. you couldn't do anything. You just had. I was like, dude, I shouldn't have to sit here and take thirty to forty-five seconds to walk across this camp just to talk to this fucking guy. Yeah, they forced. You to saunter around, and sometimes I just want to haul ass. <laughs> right, and like I can understand doing it occasionally, like maybe your first walkthrough on the Chimera, so you can kind of see all the cool shit that's around and check yeah. it out. But once you once you go through with uh, with Kamala, you should be able to go through each time and just run and jump and get things faster. Yeah. Um. The second thing, there's a fuck ton of glitches. Now it doesn't yeah. really. It doesn't really rear its head much during the campaign, but once you get into the end game, I've run into situations where I've fallen off the map after doing four floors of a hive mission. And let me tell you, nothing is more frustrating than having to start that entire floor over oh. because I fell off the map, you know, and just fell through endless space. Number two, and this has happened multiple times, and I jumped on Reddit to find out what the hell was going on. And it's a very widespread issue. So I'm telling you before you finish the game so you don't run into the same problem that I do. But once you finish the campaign and you start doing all these, uh, you know, war table missions and stuff, you'll get uh, costume patterns, which are basically just, you know, they're like engrams in Destiny. You take them to a vendor and it unlocks new costumes for you. Epic and legendary costumes. The problem is there's a huge widespread glitch where you'll get, for example... A legendary costume pattern you go to redeem it it says redeemed and then you don't get it and it's gone forever so what you know you just got a legendary costume but you lost it because of a glitch oh no now a lot of people on reddit have also said that their stark 
Uh, you haven't gotten there yet, but you get these Stark costumes, and they're super awesome looking, and you get them through the campaign. So they're part of the storyline. You don't earn them through war table missions or buying microtransactions. Yeah. A lot of people have complained that their Stark tech costumes have ended up locking up on them, and they're not able to access them anymore. Oh, that fucking sucks. On top of that, there's people who have lost their save files. I have lost a bunch of, like, legendary and uh, exotic gear items that I know I got because I collected them during the mission, and then they're gone when I go into my, you know. Just shit like that needs to be fixed. And Crystal Dynamics is pushing patch uh, version 1.3 out, I would imagine, within the next week or so. I heard their because next patch is going to be the the or because I just got an update patch yesterday when I updated it, but uh, our two yeah, yeah I yesterday. think that's 1.25. Yeah, but I guess their next patch is supposed to be the biggest one, and it's going to be a huge patch, yeah. and it's supposed to fix all their glitches. Which I was just going to say, I had a couple yeah, glitches exactly. where where uh, uh, have you had the bald Hulk yet? <laughs> no, but I wish I did. <laughs> Let me just tell you, that freaked me out because he was there and it was a, uh, he was standing there and uh, Kamala was talking to him. I look and I was like, what the fuck? He looks like a peanut. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. And then I was like, is Hulk bald? And I look and all of a sudden, like it just goes, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like a big black blob shit up on his head. Then like it filtered in the hair, and I was like, huh? All right, well, Hulk wears a toupee. I guess I had now two really fucked. <laughs> I had two really fucked up glitches. One of them. Captain America's eyes started melting, basically. Like, the <laughs> graphics just went bleh. So he looked like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, like some Japanese horror character. And when <laughs> he was talking... Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's basically like that. Like when, uh, what's his name, melts at the end, and but only halfway. And he's talking through the scene, and his face is still being manipulated, so it looks really fucking scary. And <laughs> another glitch I had was... Um, I was using Kamala, and she suddenly became invisible during a mission, and it wasn't because of Black Widow's uh, special power, because I didn't even have Black Widow on my team at the time. (laughs) She just became invisible, but I still had full control over her, and it was really effing hard, but I ended up powering through, and by the time the next level loaded, she was fine again. So, yeah, there's a lot of glitches. Uh, Patch 1.3 should, should being the operative word, should address most, if not all of them, you know, until new glitches pop up. I think course. I think 1.3 is already out. 1.3, I think, is supposed to be the huge one, wasn't it? Uh, well, I the think so. The one that's not I, out yet? No, I, I, I just, I thought I got patch 1.3 already, but I don't know. I, I just got one two days ago, but I also, it's been a minute since I turned it on, so don't take my word for this. So, let's you know what, let's out. just, let's just ignore what I said. Just not even, I'm not even here, man. Just, just forget it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna talk for light and go. There was home, a okay? patch on September. There was a patch on September 9th, but that was the one that's uh, <clears throat> just like a hot fix with some small okay. issues. So I don't. Okay, know. cool. Uh, that that was the last one I got. Later. Then. then that's what I got. So okay. My final complaint about the Avengers, and this will be addressed as they push new characters and new missions, which, by the way, will all be free, which is fantastic. Yes, thank is you. Once you're done with the campaign and you start doing the multiplayer missions, the co-op missions, you. It's not going to take you any time at all to realize that you're playing the same shit over and over. Yeah. There are only so many aim factories and, you know, hit these three switches and defend this patch of land missions that I can do. And right now, 
I mean, I'm I'm forcing myself to play through all this because I'm in the process of leveling up my main character, Kamala. I'm, I'm at a level 98 right now. I want to get her up to the full 130. But it's the same shit over and over. I'm. It feels like I'm literally playing the same mission over and over, and that's kind of a problem. Well, I, I feel that way with... I mean, you're going to have that with most of these big games, like with Avengers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, looter shooter type games. Yeah, because, I mean, there's only so many things you can do. That's why I don't play Call of Duty anymore. It's just, how many times can I do this? Like, to me. And so, yeah. um, that's, that, you know, that's where it's going to be hard on these games to have replayability. That's why I'm hoping all the DLC and everything that's coming for free is going to give you more than just, hey, here's some characters and a few side missions. Uh, you know, uh, the the map is pretty big, so maybe they'll be able to open up more maps and do bigger patches. Um, I'm hoping because... Well, they're supposed to be doing new missions, too, for each new character. So there should be a new story yeah. mission associated with, you know, Kate Bishop when she comes. Yeah. And I believe it was rumored that Black Panther and they're, they're going to be opening up Wakanda as well. Those yeah. are rumors, so we'll see. Well, and I heard that they had postponed so, that because of Chadwick Boseman passing away. So, uh, yeah. which 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 is cool, and I'm really excited to see what they do. But I'm with you. Like I'm going through and I'm doing these missions, and I'm still going through the campaign mode. I'm hooked on the story, and I love it. But I'm at the same point yeah. where it's like, okay, I'm continuously just button mashing to do all these fights, square, 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 triangle, triangle, block, block, block. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, but I still love it, man. I'm still hooked because it's still new to me. It's still great. But I can see where that repetitiveness is going to start coming into play. Where it's like, eh, I don't need to play this today. It does get better in terms of combat when you hit a certain level cap and you unlock masteries. Yeah. Then it becomes a little bit a little bit less button mashy and a little bit more you gotta strategize. Oh dude, it's still fun as shit, and I'm still loving every second that I play. Oh, yeah. My 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 bitches and complaints are clearly first world bitches and complaints, but I, I forgot to say earlier. Ha- yeah, so uh, uh so uh happy national video game day, by the way. Yeah, oh, that's right. Happy National Video Game Day to you. Yeah, I forgot to say that earlier, so I'm going to try to put in some more Avengers time today. But yeah, dude, it's it's a fun game. If anybody hasn't played it, play it. If you are playing it and you're listening, let us know, man. Hit us up on Twitter or whatever and let us know what you think about the game, too. I think sure. it's I think it's a blast, man. Um, yeah, if you don't like it or if you disagree with anything we say, argue with us on Twitter. It's okay. It's fun. And the thing about these live service looter shooter type games, is I don't care which one you want to pull out of a hat, whether it's Destiny 1, Destiny 2, uh, fucking Borderlands, Anthem, Division 1, Division 2, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Siege, uh, doesn't matter. Every single one of these games, their first year, they had to iron out the issues. Destiny yeah. 2 did not become what it is now in its first year. It's been out since, what, 2017, so it's been yep. it's been around for three years now. It is only where it is now because of three years worth of patches and expansions. So mm-hmm. I have all the faith in the world for the Avengers three years from now. It's going to be a fantastic game. It's already a fun game. I have no regrets buying it. It's I'm geeking out over so many little Easter eggs in the game. It's For someone who loves comics, it's an absolute dream to play. Just, you know, iron out those issues, continually patch the game like they say they're going to, and just keep adding new characters. It's going to be a phenomenon come you know, two three years later. Well, I mean, I just think once once it clicks over to the PS5 and once or and on the Xbox and once once that happens, Dude, and, yes. you know, over the next, I think between now and fucking December, we're gonna see this game just pick up and do a lot because this is a game where you can pick it up and do an online level. I mean, I can pick it up with you and we can play online and just go around as Hulk and Iron Man and fuck some shit up. 
Like, I mean, people yep. are people are going to want to do that. And I think that they're going to keep patching it. They're going to keep fixing it. They're going to roll it out. And maybe this huge patch is coming out. It's going to fix all this. And we're going to be blown away. So, fingers crossed, man. I'm just excited yeah. for it, man. I'm excited for what's going to come with this game. And it, I, I'm with you. I am not upset that I purchased this. I'm not mad about this at all. All right, let's move on to some news that I never thought I would hear just because I wasn't expecting it. It's not something I was even in the stratosphere of my thoughts ever. But Xbox Game Pass will be adding EA Play. Now, EA Play is the thing that EA offers as a separate subscription for five bucks a month where you get, you know, it's basically like Game Pass. You get X number of free games from EA's library and then you get to access, you know, like Madden and FIFA early and you get to do like a trial, like a one-hour trial or something like that of the full game, not a demo. Yeah. So uh, Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass will be adding EA Play for no additional cost to their Game Pass uh, subscription. Now that's huge. Can you imagine how much they must have thrown money at Electronic Arts for this to happen? Yeah, a lot. But I'm also assuming Electronic Arts. Right, but I'm assuming they had to throw a lot of money at fucking Microsoft in return because the you know all the reports that may be true. Because if you think about the past couple of years, EA hasn't been in good standing with the fans. I mean, fans haven't really cared. I mean, look at I mean, you know, you got your Madden loyalists who will always buy Madden. But how many people have been like, oh my god, this Madden is game changer? It's like, yeah, updated roster and some sweat on the players. You know what I mean? Well, and so, look at the reviews for Madden 21. They're absolute yeah. dog shit. Right. So this is a good way for EA to get back in the good graces of fans. Um, but uh, it also gives you the need for speed games, which are a very overlooked franchise of race car games. It brings back Mass Effect. Which I'm very many, excited. Right. Fucking people forget about Mass Effect. I mean, EA has a massive... Ba- did EA Sports... I don't think EA did. Did EA do Twisted Metal? Oh, shit. Uh, I want to say no. I believe that was another developer, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I don't know either. But, I mean, EA has a good back catalog of games that this is going to be huge for. And, you know, I don't play Madden. I don't play any of the EA sports games because I got my ass kicked by a teenager online and I'll never go back. And I think they're terrible. But because of this, I might start picking up and trying to play Madden. You know, so, I mean, this is kind of cool. I'm excited. But, I mean, consider consider the fact you have all those Star Wars games. You have, I assume, yeah. all the Dead Space games. Those were fucking awesome. Oh, I forgot about Dead Effect Space. Games. You have the Need for Speed games. You have, you know, Titanfall. You have Medal of Honor whenever they bring that series back. Um, you know what game I really hope is in here? What? You remember that open world Simpsons game from, like, two generations ago? <gasps> yes. That's an EA game. I remember this because I went to EA to play test Dead Space before it launched and they had all these kiosks set up in the like the lounge area or whatever. Yeah. All these couches and you could you could play games like Mafia or whatever. And one of them was that Simpsons game and I freaked out because I didn't even know that was a thing. Played it while I was waiting, did my play test for Dead Space and they said, yeah, you know, to reward you for coming and testing our game out, you can go into our vault and pick three games to, to bring home. So I snagged that Simpsons game, and I played the shit out of that. That's it was so, so much sick, fun. Dude. That's so sick. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that better be in there now. I understand that's a much older game, and backwards compatibility being what it is, you know, we'll talk about that a bit later. It may or may not actually be in there, but for some reason, you know, Need for Speed franchise aside, which is really what I'm looking forward to, um, that Simpsons game is what I want. <laughs> 
Dude, that's gonna, uh, dude. This is. I'm excited for this. I think this is gonna be fun. This is gonna draw more people, and I think this is gonna be Xbox's strategy. They're gonna bring you Xboxes, like we said before, like a Netflix. They're gonna bring you in. They're gonna give you a Netflix yep. streaming service of a ton of stuff. Some are gonna be good. Some are gonna be fucking amazing, and others are just gonna be there that you're gonna play for an hour and be like, oh, "This is dog shit." And you're gonna get rid of. So they they yep. know that their quality is their system not what you're doing on it. And that's where they're going to introduce it as this fucking multimedia computer devicing inside your living room, and they're bringing in EA. And this, this is going to be good for them because think about it this it way. When you when you pick up your Xbox on November 20... On November 11th, right? November 17th? When the fuck is that release date? I want to say 16th, but yeah. I think you have well, it mixed up with the pre-order date. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you're right. So whenever you go pick up your X, your Xbox, you plug it in. You've got all the EA games that you can play. Plus, yes. you know, a ten a ten hour demo of Madden 2021. You have the entire Xbox catalog that you uh, Game Pass that you can play. You don't have. To, I mean, Xbox just changed what's going to happen on launch day. Yeah, no longer will you have. I mean, PlayStation still will because they don't have anything like Game Pass at the moment. But no longer will you buy a system and you have to choose between one or two games. No. no. And, and I think no. that's where we're going to see, and we'll, we'll get into this too a little bit more, but I think that's where you're going to see where now that we know um, more about Xbox, which we're going to get to in a second, I think this is where we're going to see PlayStation trying to adjust their launch price because they're going to have to realize, oh shit, people got to pay for games. Yeah. Pay for games, they got to pay for Xbox or PlayStation Plus still because... That's still what fifty bucks a year. It breaks down to yeah. pretty much nothing, but still, it's it's still an additional cost. Now, granted, Game Pass and Xbox Live is all bundled into one thing now, so that's also a thing you have to pay for. But you get significantly more value out of the Game Pass bundle than you do just PlayStation Plus. Unless PlayStation is putting a lot of focus and time that we don't know about behind scenes into their PS Now service. That's true. We don't know. They may roll it in. Uh, because, I mean, I signed. I did PS Now. I got it for ninety nine bucks for a year. It's just because there's a bunch of mm-hmm. old games in there and the Lego games that my kids will play and stuff. And they keep yeah. putting stuff on there. And I'm like, I can see this actually being a pretty dope service, you know, if they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, let's talk about the big thing about Xbox. We finally got a release date, and we got a price, and we got a pre order date. Now, we were. A tiny bit off on the price, but for the most part, the Series X price, you were dead yep. on two ninety nine. Yeah. You called it. Now we thought I'm, the Series X was going to be three ninety nine, but four ninety nine. Eh, that's the one X price. I'm not mad. No, I'm not either. Um, I think this is actually pretty good. Um, I think Xbox. I think we didn't give Xbox enough credit because it almost seems like a lot of these leaks that were coming out about Xbox, they weren't, <coughs> excuse me, they weren't out there denying them. They're just like, yeah, whatever, okay, you guys keep going. And this leak came out, and yeah. PlayStation, and then Xbox said, yep, here it is, man, boom. But by doing this, man, I, I really think that they put PlayStation in a shitty spot. But I think they put all of us in a great spot. Did you hear? Now this was just a rumor that I saw yesterday. There's no basis to it whatsoever. But did you hear the rumor that there's actually a third Xbox system that's going to launch at three ninety nine <coughs> called the Series V? I did not did hear, you hear about that. that? Okay. I did not. So, like I said, there's no basis for this rumor. It was just something on Twitter that someone quote leaked. But the in the 
the leak, they said there's actually supposed to be a Series V for three ninety nine, and it's an in between in terms of power, and it's going to function more of like a diskless Xbox Series X. Now that well, seems kind of stupid to me because you already have the Series S that's weaker, and you have mm-hmm. the Series X that's more for core gamers. What is the point of having a Series V? <coughs> that's the reason why I don't buy this rumor. No, uh, to me that to me that would be stupid. I think Xbox would have already put that out, and there would be no yeah. reason to do that because they're already fucking over a lot of the game developers with their Series S as it is. So no, that that, that doesn't make any sense yeah. for them to do. I think that would just be a bullshit rumor. I do think that the Series X that that four ninety nine price is probably going to drop down to probably three ninety nine or four forty nine uh, before February next. Before February of next year, that's what I think. I'm not gonna wait. I'm gonna get it anyways. But I, th- <laughs> no, I don't give five. Whatever, man. Fifty bucks. Ah, I don't care. Um, but I yeah. do think that 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 um, I'm fucking stumbling over here. I do think that because Xbox did this, PlayStation's price is gonna be less than what we're anticipating. We will find out soon, which we'll talk about in a second. But to reiterate, uh, Xbox uh, Xbox Series S two ninety nine. Xbox Series X, four ninety nine. Release date November tenth. Pre orders begin September twenty second. Now I want to talk about the pre order a little bit. Yes. So with the PlayStation Five, they send out a thing going register to pre pre order. We will yes. invite you to pre order once pre orders open up. So you know which you know, we were talking about. It. We're like, oh shit, does this mean there's going to be a shortage? Blah blah blah. Now Xbox is just saying, hey, September twenty second, have at it. Go to Best yeah. Buy, go to Amazon, go to Microsoft.com. Have a pre- They didn't say anything about you need to be in the first 100 or whatever. They're just saying September 22nd, here's where you can pre-order. Link, 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 link. Mm-hmm. Do you so like that or not like that? Two very different approaches to the pre-order process. Well, I think I think maybe, um, uh, could be wrong, probably wrong. But maybe PlayStation is doing this like, hey, register for this to see how many people are actually reaching out for a pre-order. And then maybe all Could of these be. people who send emails are going to be able to get pre-orders. They'll just send you an email to remind you. Because in May or June, or whenever it was, there was a report that PlayStation had doubled their production on all of their PS5s. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were planning for A, for a very busy holiday season... B, I think they were planning for a lot of people to be indoors, especially in America coming up. So I think that they're planning for that. So I don't think there's going to be a shortage of it. Or maybe they're going to draw from a select <coughs> people who registered in and they're going to get a limited edition pre-order that's got a number or something special on it. You know, to like be a like, day hey, one been... edition or something. Yeah, it's like, hey, you've been with PlayStation, you know, because they wanted your PlayStation gamer tag. So, you know, kind of like, hey, look, you've been a dedicated PlayStation person. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the fuck it is. And yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why. Um, but, uh, fuck, I don't know, man. I'm going to pre-order the Xbox, I think, yeah. Here's what I think PlayStation is doing, and I'm going to preface this by saying, by reminding everyone that humans are fucking stupid. Yes, we We, we have proof of this every day just looking on the news. So here's what <laughs> yeah. I think PlayStation is doing. What's that? No, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay, well, yeah, because humans are stupid. Um, here's what I think they're doing. Xbox is marketing their Series S and Series X as the everyman console. You know, one in every living room. You know, you're going to have all these games to start with. You don't even have to buy a fucking game when you buy your console and so on and so forth. The the console of the people, so to speak. Okay? 
I think PlayStation has taken the Apple route. They're making you sign up to pre-pre-order for the exclusivity. It might not be an exclusive thing. Anybody can probably still end up pre-ordering, but you feel special when you get that email saying, we invite you to pre-order before everyone else. It gives it You're an air right. of... You know, it gives it an air of exclusiveness, of rarity, kind of like, you know... Remember when iPods first came out, when you saw someone with it, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Because it was yeah. the thing to have. I hated those I people because I couldn't afford one. Yeah, same. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> afford one until way later. And then I, I ended up buying it used anyways. You got a used RCA. Little MP3 yeah. player. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had a fucking um, no. Zoom. Oh, my God. Me too. Oh, my God. I love the Zoom. <laughs> Oh, man, because that shit had, like, the 1080p screen, and you can watch videos, and you can... Oh, my that God, did. that thing was dope. It, cha- it changed music. I because used that- to download episodes of TNA on my Zoom. Dude, right, and you, you could rent, and it had the rental service, which is where the whole streaming service started from, because you could just pay a fee and yeah. rent music per month and download it. Zoom was ahead of the time, and it'll go down as as the game changer. Sorry, I, 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 I really... I know, me too. I still got mine in the closet. I just need a charger for it. It's a software. I was just about I to say, I think I still have mine in a box somewhere. Yeah, dude, they were, it was dope. It was dope. Um, no, but um, yeah, so I, I'm with you, man, because I, I keep checking my emails. exclusivity thing. Dude, absolutely. I, I, every day I check my emails and I'm like, oh, is there anything from PlayStation? Same. No. And I know <laughs> that I'm going to pre-order anyways. I know that they have a ton of them, but just to be able to see that email, I think that's going to be, you're right, it's that exclusivity or... You know, whatever the fuck it is, and they, yeah. uh, PlayStation needs to do something soon. But, 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 what? Back to where, with the Xbox X, seri- the Sex Box, and the Series S. Um, yeah. Which leads us into we our next think problem. Of a cool name for the Series X or the we'll Series S. The the non Sex Box. <laughs> the, the 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 I don't know the Blue Balls Box. No, there it is. <laughs> the premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that We're is twelve. So um, but see, so <laughs> so back to kind of what I was the point I was making earlier. Um, with the Series S and the Series X, yes, PlayStation fucked a lot of their de- uh, Xbox fucked a lot of their developers by doing this. And before I read this report, which leads us to our next subject, if you don't mind me bridging into this here, is that I think that not. the Series S is going and the Series X. The way they're doing this and the little amount of power that they're giving the S and the teraflops and the differences, I think what they're doing is they're backing developers into a corner where they're going to have to make their games at a lesser quality for the Microsoft Xbox and the Xbox S because it's going to have to play on a lower system. Where PlayStation developers are going to have more more to be able to the, develop with even though it has less teraflops overall. So they're not going to be making well, see, games... I was- Go ahead. I was looking at this too. You, don't you? Th- I, I don't. I'm going to preface this by saying I know nothing about game development. I haven't actually done it. All I know is from what I read online. But don't you think it would be the reverse of that? They would develop it for the more powerful console, then just have the resolution, have everything else to make it work for the Series S. We'll see. As and that's opposed what- to developing a shitty version, then upgrading it. I feel like it's less work to create the better version than just dumbing it down. See you. You would think that too, but kind of the way I look at it is my PlayStation 4 will play a DVD and a Blu-ray, but it won't play a 4K. But my 4K player will play a Blu-ray and a 4K, not a DVD. 
Interesting. That, okay. If, if, so if it makes sense. So I look at this as you're going to be able to make a game that's going to be able to crank at, you know, 10 or 11, you know, teraflops and use up all that service and stuff and all that. But the smaller system isn't going to be compatible to do that. So you're just you're not you're going to lose so much on that downscaling that it's not even going to be worth it. Which is why there's no reason to have a DVD player and a 4K Blu-ray player because the quality that you're going to get put out is going to be such shit. There's just no reason for it. So you're going to have a hard time developing games at these high power and then cranking them down at a third of the power to try to get better resolution. Whereas the PlayStation, if you make a game one way, you don't have to make it two ways because there's a smaller system. You just got to make it the one way and you have more power to use. But think about it this way as well. It's not, I'm not super duper concerned, despite what this uh, developer said, because if you think about it, game developers have been doing this for years and years and years and years already in PC games, because everybody's PC is a different spec, so they have to make a game, you know, when they release, I don't know, let's just say Marvel Avengers for a PC. They have to release it with options that the user can toggle on and off to match their system specs. So, yeah, oh yeah. you know, if I have if I have a super powerful PC with a new GTX 3080 card, I can crank everything up to, you know, 8K, 120 frames per second, ray tracing, whatever. Whereas some guy with a shitty Dell XPS will have to crank it down to low settings, but they can still play the same game. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it'll just be like that, except done at the system level between the Which- X and the S. Which, that's what I would think, too, and I would assume that, too. But then I would sit back and think about it. Okay, if you're, if you're, the plate, the PS5 has, like, 10.5 teraflops or something, 10.5. And, and the a half, Xbox, think, yeah. yeah, and then, so the Xbox has 12. So, mm-hmm. if you're going to be making games, and you're going to be making a game, you could probably use all 10, I, I don't know, man. I just look at it as you have more space to use on the PlayStation than you would on the Xbox with what you can fit. But again, though, I'm not a game developer. It makes sense to me, like what you were saying and the way they can do it. But I guess if you're like, hey, I have 12 teraflops I can develop games with. I'm going to use them all. And I have 10 and a half. Or like if I I can use all 10 teraflops of this to develop a game. This system has 12 teraflops, but I can only actually develop in eight or nine because it still has to be able to downgrade and look good on a system that only works at four. If that makes sense, so you can't use all twelve because you might lose. Yeah. yeah, so that and that's kind of how I think the developers are looking at it, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal six months or a year from now because you know yeah. they'll figure it out. But I just think that Series S is such a weaker system. I mean, it really is just an Xbox One X. Yeah. So I just don't I see why happen, they would do that. I think realistically, what's going to happen is within the first six months to a year, when you still have this current generation as a big part of everyone's systems. I think, yes, you will end up with some sort of developmental bottleneck where, you know, games will have to be dumbed down and whatnot. But once the PS4 and Xbox One generation kind of disappears and we're developing strictly for the One X and the One S, I think they're going to develop with a way to just kind of toggle off the system-consuming stuff like ray tracing and whatnot, (laughs) you know, to make it work for a Series X. S, well, ab- absolutely, and I, and I also think the Series S is more of a streaming game box as opposed to a download and play game box. So that's why they have lower power because when you're streaming a game like we saw with Google Stadia, you're not going to get all of that 
that what you're going to get no, when you're, you're right. down, when the game is yep. downloaded. So it would make sense for that's why they have EA Game Pass and everything else, and because it's made for that streaming, which is why it is weaker. So I think at first we might see that problem, but once developers know, hey, I'm building for a streaming platform, it doesn't really matter at that point. Plus, not everyone has a 4K TV. In fact, I don't think. I would imagine if you looked at everyone, let's just take the United States, for example, and you looked at everyone's TVs, I would imagine true 4K TVs is not a huge part of the population. No, and I think they will be over the next couple of years because everything is going sure. towards that. And and, and and again, we we don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, we're all just, it's yeah, all speculation. Exactly. It's all speculation. Like I said, I don't think it'll be a problem, but I know that there clearly is <coughs> a difference when you play a game on your PS Pro and your Xbox One X. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, and, and it's just because of the power that processes, even though it's the exact same game. So I think that's how developers are going to have to do it. You know, same game, just two different powers, I guess. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. I don't develop games. I I'm just going to fucking sure buy them. I'm just going to buy them anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm just buying exactly. them. Exactly. Now, speaking of just buying it, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 showcase that's going to be on, what is it, Wednesday, the 16th? Uh, Yes, I'm clapping. Gonna... So fucking excited yep. about this. You think they're finally, finally, finally going to drop a price and pre-order and release date? Oh, fuck yeah, they are. I, I would not put it past PlayStation on 916 to do this and then say pre-orders go live right after this because Xbox pre-orders are going on sale uh, the 22nd, which is a Thursday, correct? Yeah. So yep. then... What what is the date? What is, what day is the sixteenth? Anyways, it's a fucking the twenty second. Yeah. Or the sixteenth, the twenty second. The twenty second. So the twenty second when Tuesday. they go on sale is a Tuesday, and Xbox yeah. is doing and PlayStation. So PlayStation can either do their um their pre order the day after, like the 29th, But I would just fucking do it the sixteenth, and that might be when people will get those pre order emails. You know what I mean? Like right at the end yeah. you'll get an email hey you guys can pre-order now on the 16th all other pre-orders go live the 21st or the 29th yeah but who the I fuck knows so. playstation hasn't done more shit <laughs> yeah and that's the thing I, I hope they give us what we need to know about the console a price a release date a pre-order date all that jazz and I hope they I hope they have something under their sleeves in, in terms of another exclusive or two because that's right. what they're basing their entire generation off of exclusives. Here's where you get the game games, you know. You get your Horizon Zero Dawns and Miles Morales Spider-Mans and so on and so forth. So I hope they release, you know, like a God of War 2 or something. Dude, they're going to have to. Uh, earlier before, <coughs> I've said this. PlayStation changed the game when they had that, that demo that came out that was done on the PS5. And just what we've seen. And their last thing yeah, that they've the done has... Yeah, the Unreal. And, and they've really done well... And everybody is so hyped without showing anything, which is fantastic. And and, and I'm hoping yeah. that we do see more exclusives because what we've seen, and like you said, PlayStation is building everything just on their game exclusives. And we've seen a lot of exclusives and beautiful games, but we haven't seen shit about the system. Like, nothing. We've just seen some visuals. Like, I don't even fucking know how big it is, but we know how massive the new Xbox Series X is. Because, like, we've seen yeah. these pictures. So show me a real PS5 and a controller. Tell me about the system. Show me more exclusive. Show me a God of War 2 or show me something, please, while you're going to – show me why you need to take my money. At least tell me when I can fucking buy it. And, and I think they will. 
Um, and that's where I was saying earlier, I think the leaks by Xbox and they're releasing their price now is going to force PlayStation to lower their price. Yeah. I think PlayStation I thought really they were... I really hope it's $399. Right. And I think that PlayStation was like, okay, we're going to come in hot. We're going to come in at $499 and, you know, do this. But here's here's what's crazy. We don't even know yet, and I've asked you this, and we haven't really given an answer, is there are two different PlayStations. There's a digital and a disc. Is there a difference yeah. in the power? And PlayStation hasn't said anything yet, which leads me to believe and you to believe that there isn't. So, if yeah, you can they, get... I, I would imagine that that's way too big a piece of news to just keep under the vest like this. I mean, the all-digital edition, for all intents and purposes, from what I've gathered... And what everything I've read online is the exact, exact same. same thing, just without a disc drive. It better be because that's the one I plan to get. Absolutely, and I because sh- you you have what five disc games, and I showed you mine. I have like fourteen, and I'm just like yeah, oh, nine hundred. Yeah, and I'm like oh, this sucks. But um, but if if the only thing is disc and disc list, then guess what? I still got my PS4. I can play my PS4 discs on my PS4 in my garage if I want to or in my bedroom and put yep. my PS5 and play it all disc. And if I can get a discless version for $399, fuck, sign me up or today. $299. Right. So, and that's it, exactly. So, that's where I think that P- PlayStation might come in at $399 and $299 or $449 and $299. And just tell Xbox, hey, man, let's go. Let's compete. Yeah. Now, speaking on that, uh, let's talk about the Sorry. next thing, which is God, it's kind of news. My nipples huh? got hard talking about PlayStation. Woo! I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I just got ice cubes ha- on them. Dude, I started having hot flashes and shit. Like, whoo! <laughs> oh. Let's talk about the next thing about backwards compatibilities, because this is kind of news and not news. If you really think about it, it's non-news, because... Yeah. Never once did Sony say, hey, we might bring PS1, PS2, and PS3 games back as backwards compatible. They never said that. That was just the Twitter community going, boy, I hope they do this. But Sony basically confirmed that, no, you will not be able to play PS3, PS2, and PS1 games at all. And a lot of people kind of lost their shit over it. But if you really step back and think about it, now, there's going to be a large chunk of PS4 games that are backwards compatible. We know this. Mm Mm-hmm. PS3, in the history of Sony systems, went way out of their comfort zone and was kind of an outlier with their cell architecture, and it was so hard to develop for. You remember all the news about developers basically pitching a fit when they had to develop cross-platform games for PS3 just because it was a completely different thing from everyone else? Yep. So PS3 is its own thing. That I never expected to work in a backwards compatible environment ever again just because they were so oddball. And then PS2 and PS1, come on. I mean, if you're buying a PS5 to play a PS1 game, then what are you doing? Right. Are these people you know, can all shut the fuck up and just get PlayStation <clears throat> Now, which has all that bullshit on it? Come on. Yeah, like there you really go. Really, like, come on, man. Like, I found a DVD the other day. A DVD. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why do I have a DVD? Like, like I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. It's just get rid of oh, it. I just Let it go, off bro. A box set of DVDs. <laughs> uh, no, no. But like, I still have. I again, I, that's fine because it's a box set that you <laughs> bought. Like, it, it's a box set. You know what I mean? Like, I have a random yeah. DVD of Biodome. Like, why did I buy Biodome on DVD when I? Ooh, it doesn't. Yeah. But the only thing in my house that even plays a DVD is my PS4. So, 
I can't think of a single PS3, PS2, or PS1 game like, oh my god, I can't wait to see how... It, come yeah. on, man. Let it go, dude. It's 2020. Hey, let me man. ask you, you something. Keep... Go for it. Let me let, let me ask you something real quick, um, since you have PlayStation Now. Is Persona 3 a part of PlayStation Now? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I can find out for you. I've been waiting to replay Persona 3 FES for years, ever since I sold my PS2, and... It was purchasable as a PS2 classic on my PS3, but then I sold my PS3. So uh, I can't play that game anymore, and that's one, that's one of my favorite games. So I was just curious if that was part of PS Now. I'm thinking you know, no. It might not be. They have a ton of shit on PS Now. They have a lot of good games on PS Now. So, I mean, I, I mean, do you have PS Maybe now? I'll give it a shot just to try it. I like PS Now. Um, <clears throat> it looks like in November they added Persona 5. Oh really? To PS Now? Yeah. That's a pretty new game. Yeah. I mean, P- I mean, you even give if it you, a shot. dude, PS Now, like if you look at the PS Now games, like I mean, they're gameless. It's good. It's just PS Now, so people just it's just like ah, whatever. It's PlayStation. Yeah. It's not like Xbox Game Pass. They don't have the exclusives. But I mean, no bullshit. They got Resident Evil Seven, WWE Two K Nineteen, Final Fantasy Fifteen, um, Hitman Two. They've got Watch Dogs Two, Street Fighter. I mean, they got games on there, dude. That's not bad. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I did the year. I think I got a year. Um, they like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I did the year. Oh wait, yeah, Doom is on there. Doom Eternal's on there too. Um, yeah, I did the year for like That's ninety a really bucks. New one. Yeah, I got a year for ninety bucks, man. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, Last That's of Us, Bloodborne. Yeah, Rocket League, Little Big Planet, Batman. All Lego games Ooh, are on there. All that kind fantastic. of shit. The t- like the NBA 2K games are on there. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot for a month and see what I think of it. Some, some to think about it. It was is a cool is a cool thing. I, if PlayStation invests more into that and the infrastructure for that, and they push a lot of their games there, like their exclusives yeah. and stuff like that, I can see it. I can see them if they do that, pushing Xbox to step their game up. Because Xbox yeah. is complacent, and that's fine with their Game Pass. You can go on Game Pass and find they like oh we have. A thousand games, or you know, a hundred games, whatever the fuck it is. But there's a you know five percent, six percent that are fun or good to play. You know, so it's like, yeah. is it really worth it? And they got their good exclusives, but yeah, hey, it's a shit ton of games, so I can play. Party, right? But hey, I can play Goat Simulator, but I can also play Gears Five. So it's like, yes, it's <laughs> worth it. So if PlayStation does that, and it's like you can play our PlayStation Studio games here. Then cool. Then people will invest in it, and you build your infrastructure. I think that that would be smart. And then Microsoft yeah. will have to develop better games to be on there, as opposed to another Halo or another Gears. Give us something that we want to play that's new and exciting. Yep. Now, oh, speaking of speaking of older games and stuff like that, let's talk about this new remake for Prince of yeah. Persia: The Sands yeah, of Time. Cool. Um, that that came out of fucking nowhere, huh? It did, and what's crazy is that uh, I was there's I listened to a couple of their podcasts. Uh, I love We Hate Movies, um, and how did this get made? And there was an episode of one of the two where they were talking about the movie The Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal and just blasting the movie. Oh, I remember, but they were talking, and I was like, God, I missed that video game because The Sands of Time was such a dope video game, and I was like, Man, they could, I don't understand why they haven't made another one because they could do it right. How ahead of its time was that game? It was, especially when when you said it, dude. Sands of Time. When when I tech when I showed you this and you texted me back, oh, it's so ahead of its time. Like you're right, man. It was. 
Look at the wall running, the traversals of the levels, the yeah. platforming involved, even even the combat. Yeah. With the dodging and the parrying and all yep. that. It was so ahead of its time. It was. It was a, it was a it was a um it was an Assassin's Creed before Assassin's Creed. It was just a groundwork it for totally that kind was. of battle stuff and it was so cool and I and I think that Jake Gyllenhaal personally himself ruined the name Prince of Persia, so they just never did anything else with it. Well, and that uh, the was Two Princes or whatever the sequel was garbage, and then they tried to remake it with New Prince of Persia, and that ended up being stupid. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad the original's being remade. A lot of people are laughing at the graphics. They're like, oh, it's PS2 graphics. I don't think people realize how dated the original graphics look. The new graphics no. are absolutely nothing to blow your socks off or write home about. I, I I will admit to that. But if you compare them side to side, the remastered graphics look fan-fucking-tastic compared to what it used to look like. They do. And it, it's really frustrating for people who want to talk shit. Get these are the same people like, how come, it's, how come they don't have PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility? This is why. Okay? This is why. You're bitching about a completely remade, remastered from the ground up, redone PlayStation 2 remake that looks amazing, and you're bitching yeah. about it because it doesn't look good. I mean, imagine what the first Twist of Metal would look like on a fucking 4K TV. It's going to be unplayable. Right. Or, or did you did you ever pick up the Crash Bandicoot uh, trilogy that they redid? No. Um, remember, I wasn't a huge Crash fan. Oh. So when you yeah. put in the game, it I did starts do Spyro off the, though. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if Spyro had the same had the same thing, but when you did no, Spyro yeah. didn't. When you put in Crash Bandicoot, it starts off with the original PlayStation Crash Bandicoot graphics, and then and oh. then he goes into like a little machine, then he comes out in 4K and all redone. And the oh, original shit. graphics were dog shit. Like you just look at it and you're like, oh, <laughs> he's all he's all squared and hexagon. That was how was that game changing? That shit's gross. And then you see it, and then you play it now. You're like, oh, this is quite nice. So shut up. This shit looks good. Quite nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. So Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake or remaster or whatever, whatever it is. I think it looks fine. I can't wait to play it. I'm sure there's going to be some quality of life improvements, maybe smoother. Um, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It wasn't too much re- revealed about it, except that it's coming. So I'm excited. That was one of my favorite games. Uh, like I said, it was way ahead of its time and influenced so much after it. Even the original yep. of Persia, the 2D side-scroller, yeah. you know, with its... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're with fantastic. Its, with the animation and all that. Yeah. So, I'm happy about this. I really am, man. I think this is going to be me too. A good platformer, a good game that you can pick up and play. Because a lot of these reboots that they're bringing back. Sorry, I was chewing ice, man. My mouth is getting all dry out there. Um, a <laughs> lot of these remakes and reboots that they've come back out with that look good. You go back and you realize, okay, yeah, these games are very short, fun games to play. So it, it's that's what that's going to be, and that that's fun. Oh, quick side note. Speaking about reboots. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Just uh, fucking phenomenal. I I have become addicted to that. Yes. It is a great remake. It is visually beautiful. The soundtrack has me (laughs) smiling. Like, I'm sitting there playing, and Sublime comes on, and my my wife starts kind of singing the words. I'm like, man, this is so cool. My kids created their own characters, (laughs) and they were playing. Like, it, it is a perfect example of a classic game getting remade for today and it's a great just pick up and play um so much fun um so it's great man it's just so so much fun 
there are a handful of games <laughs> in my life. Um, one of them is PlayStation Spider-Man, and another one is Forza yeah. Horizon. These are two games where, at the end of a long day, if I want to play something, but I don't want to play play something, I just kind of want to relax, what I'll do is I'll jump in a car, for example, in Forza Horizon, and just drive around the countryside. Or I'll pop on Spider-Man and just web-swing through the city aimlessly with mm. just the web-swing, you know? These things calm yeah. me down. And Tony yep. Hawk 1 and 2, the remake, or the remaster, the re-release, whatever you want to call it, it does that because I can jump into any level on free play, uh, San Francisco, for instance, and just skate around and do absolutely nothing. And it has a calming effect on me, and I absolutely love it, and it looks fantastic. And if I really want to play it, I can do the two minutes and try to collect the word mm-hmm. skate and everything like that. And, you know, it, it's, yep. it brings back so many, so many happy memories for me. And um, I was so many able happy to watch memories my kid- of not going to class. Yes, man. And I was able to, I was able to watch my, uh, I was able to watch my girls play it, and they did it with a split screen. And I just remembered me doing that with my brother and doing yes. that with friends. And and dude, I couldn't have said it any better than what you just said, it, man. It's just a very calming thing to sit down and do, and I fucking love every second of it. <coughs> oh, excuse me, something stuck in my throat. <clears> throat> yeah. Uh, let's move on to the last two items. We're um, a rare bit of Switch news. We we actually don't talk about the Switch too much on this show, just because I guess not too much has happened. But um, uh, from IGN.com, it is rumored that a new Switch model will be launching. Now, I don't know if you remember like a year or two ago, right before the Switch Lite launched, everyone was fucking convinced that Nintendo was going to release a Switch Pro. You remember that? Yeah, because they were like, oh, this can't be it. Yeah, they were talking about a Switch Pro with a better battery life, possible 4K, and all that stuff. Now, according to IGN, which got this from Economic Daily News, uh, there will be, apparently, a new version of the Switch, and it will enter production later this year to launch in the first quarter of 2021. Now, they don't really say what's going to be part of this new Switch, other than it'll feature improved, quote, interactivity, and, quote, a better quality display. We don't know if this is going to be a Switch Pro with 4K or not, but, you know, with the Xbox One X and PS5 coming out, it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of possibility for a 4K Switch to launch, right? Right. Um, The one thing that I've always admired about Nintendo is that they've never been about graphical power or pushing out these, oh, look at the 4K visuals. They've just... Right. They're very colorful, very bright. Like, I stand by this day. I will put... Uh, uh, oh my god Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, up against Mm -hmm. any Xbox or Playstation game right now for just color and how beautiful it is and it's phenomenal Animal Crossing right exactly because Nintendo is very good at that but they've always kind of just stayed back and done their own thing. So yes, they could put out a a 4K graphic uh, one or um, you know 4K graphics to to upconvert to a TV like everybody else's because you know a lot more people are going to have 4K TVs going forward. That's going to be the future. Yeah. So why not do that now? Or you know their display having a mini 4K display because I mean I have a if you have an iPhone Pro um, you have a 4K HDR screen. So yeah. it would not be above the realm for Nintendo to be able to produce a, a cheap screen that's 4K HDR to do that. I think it would be cool. <laughs> I think that as pretty as everything looks now, it'll look that much better. Um, yeah. Breath of the Wild in 4K HDR. Woo! 
There's a game uh, you should look it up on Switch. I think it's only like three bucks or five bucks or whatever. It's called Glass Masquerade. There's actually a one and a two. And all it uh-huh. is is it's a jigsaw puzzle game. You just put together jigsaw puzzles. But it's done in an art deco style and it has this calming like classical music soundtrack and everything. And it on the TV when it's docked, holy shit, it's like putting together stained glass windows. So gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Really? All right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to look at that. I just wrote that down. It's called Glass Masquerade. There's one and there's two. Glass Masquerade 1 is you're putting together uh, art deco puzzles based yeah. off of each country. Glass Masquerade 2 is more fantastical. You'll put together a puzzle of like a killer clown or something like that. So they're two very different styles. But I do oh, believe cool. they bundle them together for like nine bucks. Uh, that's pretty or sick. something cheap. Yeah, it's my. It's another one of those end of day, drink a Coors, play some yeah, glass okay. to calm down type of thing. Beautiful. That that's that's more of what I need. I find myself becoming more and more stressed out as the year gets on and on and on. So, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, thank you. I know. I mean, what are and the now, odds? Oh my uh, god, why? For our final bit of news, this is another thing that came out of nowhere, but I already ordered it on Amazon. It's as soon as I heard about it. I plopped down a pre-order, and it will be one of the first physical games I bought in years, actually, and certainly for my Switch. But uh, Nintendo announced Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Now, it is a collection of three games. It is Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine from GameCube, and Super Mario Galaxy 1. No Super Mario Galaxy 2 for some reason. It's okay. But all three of these games are going to be bundled on one cartridge, which is mind-blowing in itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I heard that the... F- this... Go ahead. I was say, the space... You could fit the entire N64 catalog onto one uh, yep. Switch disc, one Switch game. So, yep. I, yeah. It's the 35th anniversary of Mario. Um, I believe not related to this bundle I believe they're also remaking um, Super Mario 3D World from the Wii U which is a fan-fucking-tastic game um, oh it is it's I believe so they're good. doing a 35th anniversary version of that for the Switch which will be a buy for me because that yeah I would say is one of Wii U's what top three games yes 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 easily so yeah so what I do you like think about this? Are you a very, it? a very, very underappreciated. Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna get it. Uh, yeah, I'm very, <laughs> very, very excited about this. Apparently, the next two weeks are gonna be a lot of money's gonna have to be spent because there's just a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Um, so I they, be in, in so in lieu of this because I have the uh, this on my Switch. I have the SNES and the NES where you can play online with sure, the games. Yeah. Yeah. And they just released uh, Super Mario: The Lost Levels, the Mario All Stars game. That's Fight, right, with yeah. the, with the jet. And it has the Japanese levels that are in there, and I love the way that looks, and I love the visuals of that game from the from like the lost levels and how cool that is. So, dude, I love the classic Nintendo. They are, dude, so fucking hard, and and I love these classic Nintendo games. So, Super Mario sixty four, yes, that game's great. Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, I like two better, but Super Mario Galaxy two is going to be great. Super Mario Sunshine, these are all just fun, fun games, and that that's what we I'm need. Curious fun games. how they're gonna. How they're gonna do the Wii controls on the Switch for Super Mario Sunshine? I, I don't think it'll be I'm too just, hard, but you, you remember no. there was a lot of a uh, there Twisting was a lot of your motion wrist and, aiming flying. and shit like that. Yeah, with Galaxy, but right? We'll see. Yeah, with Galaxy, not Sunshine. Did yeah, I say so Sunshine? I mean, 
Well, yeah, you said maybe Galaxy will be the one where you got to play on your TV with the Joy-Cons because that's like what they do with the 1-2 Switch because that would be the game because they don't really focus a lot on what their Joy-Cons do anymore like they did when they first came out. Yeah, um, like with arms. So the, yeah, so this might be a good way to get people back into it because for me, it was... I, I love doing it. It was one of the ways you got the full function out of the Switch, con- uh, the uh, the uh, Wii controller. So yeah, I, I think they can do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they did hey, the same um, with Mario Odyssey because you gotta you gotta use the Joy controllers to do a lot of movement when you're throwing hats and stuff like that. Oh, that's true. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, um, I I was gonna bring up uh, if you want to, you remember? I, well, I'm stupid question. We all remember this, but uh, Wii Sports that <laughs> was the thing that came with the Wii, and you had the bowling and all that shit. Yes, God, I love Wii Sports. If you buy clubhouse games on the switch it's like 51 games it goes everything from board games to like foosball to texas hold'em to billiards whatever if you buy clubhouse games on switch you can actually play bowling and darts and stuff uh just like on the wii but with you know switch graphics you just use the no shit is it and is it pretty accurate and pretty fun it's a ton of fun oh i gotta do that i used to love playing the baseball one we used to get the living room and just play baseball all night get drunk Oh yeah. I oh, also yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, I also will never forget throwing that Wiimote right at the TV because it slipped off my hand cuz I was cranking at the baseball so hard. Yeah, and I was like I'm not wearing the stupid wrist strap. Yep. Like, guys, I'm going to put the wrist strap on now. <laughs> just crack the TV. Sorry, my bad. Oops. Uh, <laughs> Good times. But yeah, times. Clubhouse games, uh, take a look at that. I think that's more expensive. That's like a $40 thing. And uh, definitely Glass Masquerade if you want, like, a relaxing thing to do just to, you know, kill some time. I had a friend, I forgot who it was, that used to play Glass Masquerade at bedtime to help herself fall asleep. It's that really? uh-huh. Wow. I'm Wow. So, okay, I'm about to check that one out then. Yeah. All right, you got me hooked. You got me sold on this. Yep. And I think that does it for this week's episode. This is one of our shorter episodes, which is kind of surprising because we had a ton of shit to talk about. We did, but you know what though? We 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 pushed through like soldiers, and uh, you know we did good, man. Like we men, I do. We like yep. men. We sat here and we did mad conversations <laughs> and man things. Oh man! So uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at tonezone eighty one. Josh, you can get me at just at, at Josh Andrews six six. I'm gonna fucking learn my Twitter handle one of these days. Man, you got to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so hard to say at Josh Andrews six six. There it is. Got it. All right, and that's it for this week. We'll be back uh, hopefully in another two weeks after all this shit with uh, pre-orders and stuff drops, and we can talk about that. I can't wait. Y'all stay safe out there. Wear masks. Yep, and thanks for listening, and see you next time. Later, guys. Later, guys.